Today on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, the PFF rankings for 2022 are crap. Are they? Do they suck? It's time for Garbage Time. I was bobbing my head and gave myself whiplash. Yeah, yeah. now you're all pumped up. Yeah, I'm all pumped up. Welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football. I am your host, Ron Seymour, joined today by Joseph McGann. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, I read some early PFF rankings, and uh, we have to roast it tonight, so we've got a whole segment on it. You know, I looked at some of them, and uh, there's definitely some I don't agree with, but we'll see. We'll get okay. into that. I've got a whole explanation of about 15 points that I don't like on it. And I think that's going to lead to us doing way too early fucking rankings ourselves. Yeah, we probably will. You know how we do. <laughs> all right. But before all that, we got to get into the news. We do. News updates. All right. First thing on the docket is Sean Payton has retired for the Saints. What is this going to le- – oh, here's a thought before I go further. He, he, he's resigned from the Saints. Yeah, resigned, which means – Temporarily a, retired. We know what this means. He's going to take a year off. The Cowboys next year will fire their head coach, and he'll be the head coach of the Cowboys. After, like- they, throw 20, after they throw $20 million a year at him. Uh, so what is this going to do, Ron, for the Saints – and specifically, are they going to go into rebuild mode? mode? Is this going to make someone like uh, Michael Thomas available to the rest of the league via trade? I think they were already kind of in rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. So, and that's part of the reason Sean Payton doesn't want anything to do with it. They're, they're what, like $337 million over cap space or something like that? That sounds about right. <laughs> it sounds about right. It's not good. No, it's and, a bad situation. Yeah, and Sean Payton's like, oh, man, I'm just not feeling football right now. <laughs> Why do I want to do all the hard work? Yeah, like you said, I, I don't think come, I want to play GM of that team either. He'll come back after his contract is up and then coach somewhere else that's not in cap hell. Absolutely. Uh, also reported this week, uh, I've got a two-part piece of news here. Nathaniel Hackett is the early favorite for the Denver head coaching job. And this past weekend when the 49ers eliminated Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers said he wanted absolutely nothing to do with a rebuilding team. Does he actually believe that's going to be a rebuilding team? Is that just a talking point for more money? Or is he going to potentially follow Nathaniel Hackett to Denver? And what is this going to do for fantasy on both outlooks? Uh, yes, yes, and yes to all those questions. Yes. I don't remember what all the questions were now. Um, I do believe that he's done. I do believe that they are a rebuilding team. They are also in cap hell. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even think they have the cap right now to franchise tag Devontae Adams. I don't know if that changes if they release Aaron Rodgers, but like as of right now, they literally cannot even franchise tag Devontae Adams, and he's a free agent. I mean, unless they pull some Saints GM magic out of their ass and figure out how to finagle it, it's, well, it's, you, it's a mess. You kind of need the players to want to do that too in and order to be able to do that, to. and I don't think they want to. Um, I know a lot of people, I can't stand this cat. I'm telling you. (laughs) He loves you. Is he making a a special guest appearance tonight? He's going to make a special. Never mind. Um, (laughs) let me repeat all up in my ass. Uh, but yeah, so I, I do think it's a rebuilding team. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers goes back to him and I just, there's no way. He's going okay. to Denver. He's going to Denver. He'll follow that Hackett or whatever that guy's name is. And is that going to potentially make the wide receivers a lot more viable for fantasy oh, people next year? my goodness. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy specifically, I think, will be the two receivers that benefit most. What about the running game there? It'll instantly be better. Um, they already have a good offensive line. The running game was already good this year. And – Defenses didn't really have to worry about um, anybody throwing the ball over their heads because no one could do it. 
you bring Aaron Rodgers in there, defenses aren't going to be able to stack the box. And Javante Williams slash Melvin Gordon, if he's still there, are just going to feast. It's the dream scenario for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Any chance that uh, Williams takes the uh, bell cow row should Aaron Rodgers get there? No, he'll only get the bell cow if uh, Melvin Gordon leaves. Okay, next on the docket, too, uh, and Red, or before the uh, Rams and Bucks game, before, you know, Cooper Cup gloriously removed Brady from the playoffs, said that Brady was potentially thinking about retiring uh, after that game, <clears throat> in which he was eliminated from. Um, and there were some interesting reports that kind of came out today saying he's thinking about family, thinking about what his family wants him to do, which is not play anymore. Um, do you think he's going to hang it up finally? You know what I think this is? What? It's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. They're out of the playoffs, but they don't want to be out of the news. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to make things to stay relevant in the news during the offseason. Aaron Rodgers did this last year. So is the GOAT coming back? I think so. If the team is still stacked. Like They could still easily make a run next year. They got decimated with injuries at the end of this year. Like I said a a couple times on the podcast, it's the exact opposite of what happened for them last year. Last year, they were injured through most of the season. And then right at the end, they got all their players back and made that run to the Super Bowl. This year was completely the opposite. Towards the end of the year, they lost Godwin. Antonio Brown retired himself. Um, So that left them with Mike Evans as their only wide receiver, really. Well, now, what is plan B should Brady actually retire for that Aaron Rodgers. That'd be interesting, literally from one Hall of Fame quarterback right to the next. Yeah, yeah. and you don't think you don't think there's a part of Aaron Rodgers that'd be like, if Brady can win a Super Bowl with that team, I can win a Super Bowl with that team. And be statistically better. I think he'd and love to test yeah. it. No, he's I, arrogant I, like that. I wouldn't be – it wouldn't shock me at all if Brady said he's retiring and Aaron Rodgers went to Tampa Bay. Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Someone else I think you should watch out for Aaron Rodgers, and it's kind of going under the radar, is potentially the Colts, too. I could see them trying to swoop into there, too. They have a Super Bowl-ready uh, roster, I think, and yeah, Father Vincent is the Super Bowl-ready quarterback. But they'd have to unload Carson Wentz. They've got a lot of salary cap. They've played with it very well. Yeah, but they, they owe him – I think they owe him, like, $20 million. Like I, think they'd not, be willing, I think they'd be willing to eat that salary cap for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that wouldn't it wouldn't shock me, but I think Denver's a more complete team than the Colts. I think it's the most likely scenario, and it's the one we've been talking about for the yeah. last two years, so I agree with that. And for my dynasty team, I really would like it. All right, and our next little bit of news, too. Gronk said he would consider coming back to a Brady-less uh, Buccaneers team. Is he fantasy relevant if Brady's not there? I mean, he's a tight end, so he's fantasy relevant as any second-tier tight end will be. So he's only first year if Brady's there? What about if Aaron Rodgers is there? Maybe. He doesn't have the mind meld with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And what do you think about the reports of Brian Dable's second interview with the Giants? Is he your next head coach? I, what would this do for Saquon Barkley if he's there? Well, I don't know because obviously the Bills were very pass happy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's more because they didn't really have a running back. Uh, the end of this year, Singletary started coming on, made it a little bit better. But I, I, I think the Giants go heavy on offensive line in this draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what happens with quarterback. I know JJ said last the year that uh, the Bills got this offensive coordinator, Dable, and he brought Trubisky over with him that wherever this guy went for his head coaching job, because J.J. called it, he was going to get a head coaching job, and that he was going to bring Trubisky with him where he went. And, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Trubisky ends up a giant. Would he win a starting uh, job in a competition against your quarterback? If he's half the player that J.J. always says he is, then yes. I would Honestly, just love to, I would love to this, see this training camp dynamic. And it at this point, incredible. and at this point, like I'm having a hard time not believing JJ because like Justin Fields 
didn't look great for most of the season playing under Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky looked really good in his rookie year. And maybe Mitch Trubisky was uh, stifled by Matt Nagy's, I'm going to put offense in quotes, because I don't know if that's what you want to call it. <clears throat> I'm going to call it uh, art. I'm going to call it really off. Really bad art. <laughs> I'm going to call it off. <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're really wrapping your head around that idea, too. It'll be interesting yeah, to see I, what happens. I, I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it. I like Dable as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Something I just wanted to get out. Like, I've been thinking about it lately. Like, all these people going after, like, Dan Quinn and these other that people. That kind of baffles me. He just – these. He was a hot commodity last the last few years, but just like he kind of disappeared in the coaching interviewing process, and now all of a sudden he's hot again. Well, and my that. thing is like he's been a head coach before; mm-hmm. it didn't work. Like I understand different teams and everything like that, but I don't want to hire someone outside of Brian Flores, who is already a head coach, and it didn't go well. Like. I don't like that philosophy. You've okay. seen what they could do. All right. <laughs> right. And our nice little bit of news, too. Um, this past weekend during the playoffs, Gabriel Davis broke the playoff. Yeah, Davis broke the NFL record for having four touchdowns in a playoff game as a wide receiver. Only wide receiver to ever do that. What's your thoughts of him in Dynasty going forward? Is he a true wide receiver, two in fantasy? Is he going to ascend to a wide receiver, one into the future? And is there any chance he, he could actually compete with Diggs for the number one role on that Bills team? If you are in a dynasty team and you know for a fact the person that has Gabriel Davis on their team has not been paying attention to the playoffs, go buy him now because you will not be able to as soon as they figure out what had happened in the playoffs. Gabriel Davis was, before they signed Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis was the hot thing over last year's offseason. And then they brought in Emmanuel Sanders and they buried Gabriel Davis on the depth chart and Cole Beasley and all this. I'm calling it now. Obviously, I haven't done any projections or anything. Cold take at minute 1230. Go ahead and give it a run. Gabriel Davis will finish as a top 20 wide receiver next year. That's interesting. Like... Unless they, for some reason, bring in someone else of note, which I doubt they will, Gabe Davis will be a top 20 wide receiver. Including in PPR formats? Definitely in PPR formats. Okay. We'll hold you to it. You know we will. (laughs) We we always do. All right. uh, The NFL is also considering changing OT rules uh, so that both teams can possess the ball in overtime. Is that just a direct result of an incredible game between the Chiefs and Bills? This isn't greatly yes. fantasy relevant. Do you love that idea? Um, I don't know what they would do because, like, what is it? So even if they score a touchdown, the other team gets a chance to score a touchdown, and then, then it's next. Correct. You don't know if they would do that or model it after the college rules, which is started at the opponent's 25 and then just see if they score. And Honestly. You just keep going back and forth until someone doesn't. I think the best way to fix it right now, I mean, I suppose that would work, but you're going to get a lot more tie games probably because you already see now, like they have the 10 minute quarters for overtime. And even now, like after the first team has the ball, if the second team goes down, like say they trade field goals, Mm -hmm. like the quarter's almost over. Like, so what, are they going to go into another quarter? They're just going to make it one long quarter? I'm just more in favor of them allowing the other team, if scored on in the first possession, to possess the ball again because there's two sides of the ball and it wouldn't be fair to allow the other team to lose basically on a coin flip. I understand your defense's job is to stop that, but it is a proponent of the game to use your whole team. So give them an opportunity to tie the game with the well, side of the ball that scores. Here's what I think, and I know it's not like this in mo- in all the games, but – those two defenses in the last two minutes of that game 
were playing their asses off to no avail, mm-hmm. right? And then they have to go right back. The Bills' defense has to go right back out there. Like, maybe not a full halftime, but they need to give these players a little bit longer in between fourth quarter and overtime before they have to run right back out there and go again. After two quarters, you get a halftime. But then all of a sudden you have to play three quarters? Well, you know, for TV scheduling, that's never going to happen, but it's a great thought. Oh, yeah, because the NFL couldn't be like, (laughs) yeah, we want to add another half hour to our games, and TV companies are like, please, I love money. (laughs) Stop. Not not currently in that format, they can't. Right, but they could easily change it. You know, when those ninety-year-old men that are cashing in on the billions and, get around to it, it'll it'll. And I'm not even saying. Years. I'm not even saying like I don't even know how long halftime is now, twenty minutes or so. Mm-hmm. I'm not even saying that, but like, give them a good five minutes okay. to get on the sideline. You know, get some air and fucking. So then it's actually competitive, not eleven people that are just out there going, I'm dead. <laughs> What the fuck was that? I don't know. My my mouth like did a weird thing. It was great. <laughs> it looked like you super glued your upper lip to the top of it. Garbage <laughs> time. Oh god, and a nice little bit of news too. I wanted to go over a stat for Odell. Um six of eight, sixty-nine yards. See a prominent role in the Rams offense next year or somewhere else? Is he a wide receiver too? Anywhere? Um, I think there's a lot of spots he could be a wide receiver two, maybe even wide receiver one, but it just goes to show you that it was definitely Baker's fault. Sure seems that way. Like, I don't care anymore. Like, I was a little bit down on Odell. He is quite the diva, but it was definitely Baker's fault. Is he playing with the Rams next year? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how their cap situation looks. If they can afford him, I'm sure he will. He'd look good in Detroit, wouldn't he? <laughs> Probably. All right. Uh, next, last little piece of story I want to talk about. There wasn't a ton to cover up until the playoffs this week. Uh, is what is your thoughts on AB's uh, portraited photo on Instagram of him with his shirt off saying Bucks eliminated? He's just trying to stay relevant. He's another one of those guys that it's got to be all about him. He's uh, on, He was on a podcast with his lawyer today, I think. I can't remember what the name of the podcast or whose podcast it was. But well, you know they get paid by the hour, so. I know I've seen it on Twitter or something, so obviously, you know, he's getting his he's getting his airtime. Does he ever play again in this league? No. He's done? Nope. Yeah. If he would have just, like, walked into the locker room mm-hmm. at halftime – came out with a statement or whatever, true or not, like there was a chance that another team would take a chance with him. But doing this with a third or fourth team now mm-hmm. being completely ridiculous, he's dumb. Okay. You'd have to be really dumb to go sign him. And this is where the Giants go sign him, isn't it? Yeah, probably. I mean, why not? Your wide receiving core doesn't seem to be effective anyway. You signed a guy to $70 million deal, and he had zero touchdowns for it this year. So yeah, To be fair, be, not a lot of people have team Giants touchdowns. And, I mean, Brian Dable wanted him in his offense before, and <coughs> Antonio Brown refused to go to the Bills. So why not try it again with the Giants and break it back? I mean, you live in upstate oh, New sorry, York. Would you want to come here? That's Antonio Brown, one of the same. Yeah. No, not one <laughs> of the same. I'm just kidding. Odell hasn't had CTE yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's playing and it might happen. Football's a tough game. Uh, yes. I wanted to cover this weekend's playoffs games really quick with you. Was this not probably one of the best weekends of football that you had ever seen in the playoffs yeah. over your lifetime? Well, it's just all, incredible, especially Sunday. Yeah, most game. I think all games finished with a field goal or overtime. Mm-hmm. Like the first three specifically did. Yeah, and then the fourth one went into overtime. Uh I actually stayed awake to watch the Sunday night game, even though I had to be up really early for work because mm-hmm. there was zero chance I was going to bed because I knew what that game was going to be. To see four score changes in the last two minutes of Dude, football. 25 points. That was. And you still lose with 13 seconds to go. It's just unbelievable the talent that these two quarterbacks are with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes into the future. 
you're looking at the next Tom Brady and Peyton Manning rivalry here. Yeah. Are these definitely. two going to be the top fantasy relevant quarterbacks for the next 10 years for fantasy football? I don't know if they'll be the top two, but they'll definitely both be up there in the top echelon. I mean, you got your running quarterbacks like Lamar that can always have a stellar year, Kyler Murray. You know what I mean? There's there's quarterbacks that can surpass them, but they'll always be top five outside of injury. Okay. Did you have any thoughts on the Green Bay and 49ers game besides it being shitty, cold, and Aaron Rodgers for some reason just couldn't put it together at the end of the game? No, not really. The I just the 49ers are a team to watch. Um, I know everyone's not giving them a chance against the Rams, even though they beat they've the already last beat the times. Rams two times this year even. So it is hard to sweep a team, though. Three uh, times. What I took away from that game is, is that special teams is also very relevant in games, and we saw that at the end of the game with what the Niners did to Green Bay and still had a chance to win that game. Uh, so – yeah, it, it was quite an upset, and it's going to be exciting to see those two teams go against each other because that was a very good end-of-season game, too. There is two things I want to talk about, mm-hmm. about the games. One, the Bengals need to get an offensive line. Yeah, because they're getting Burrow killed. Nine sacks, that's a playoff record. Nine sacks, playoff record, but they still were able to win, which is wild. <clears throat> the Rams better figure out how to hang on to a ball or they will not win the Super Bowl. Because you do not lose four fumbles in win games very often. Well, if we get what I'm thinking, a Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl, which kind of seems inevitable at this point, the last time these two teams played was during the regular season, and both teams scored above 50 points, and that's when Jared Goff played for the Rams. Yeah. So what are you going to get in a Super Bowl with these two teams? It Other than be. an offensive slugger, slobber knocker. Honestly, that's I think what, that's simply what happens when you have high expectations. Yeah. Um, I think the Rams would win that. I know the Chiefs offense is powerful and everything, but their offensive line still isn't the best in that Rams defensive line is is Madden level. Like you do a fantasy draft on Madden, that's the offense or defensive line you put together. Like <clears throat> Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, like you can't double all of them. It's crazy. Their window is now, put it that way. Yeah. Okay, and, you know, did you jump up and down for joy like I did when Brady got eliminated from the playoffs? No. I've come to terms with Brady will always be involved until he retires. So. <laughs> um. And did Cooper Cup not get enough conversation for league MVP this year because he single-handedly won that game for them at the end? Yeah, he definitely should be league MVP, but he's not a quarterback, so it won't happen. Okay. Any other thoughts on these playoff games that you wanted to cover before we uh, get into a quick DFS lineup for this weekend? Nope. Let's do this shit. All right, I'll uh, start us off if you're more happily obliged. Yeah. Do All it. right, so for my DFF DFS lineup this weekend, yeah, my DFF lineup apparently. Apparently I can't talk tonight. Uh, I started off with Matt Stafford this weekend going up against the 49ers. I think he's going to look to redeem himself. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit cheaper of an option to have a more well-rounded uh, lineup for this weekend. So I've got him at 6,300 going up against the 49ers. There's not a ton of choices this weekend. There's four teams left, guys, so it is what it is, right? You just got to hope they have the best lineup here. Next, I went with running back Cam Akers at 5000 I think he's a pretty decent, cheap option. It allows me to spend up at other positions. Next, I went with running back Joe Mixon because he's going to be the absolute focal point, I believe, of that Bengals offense because the goal is going to be to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. So look for him to be the focal <laughs> point of that offense at 6800 Next, I went with... The dark horse MVP of the season, Cooper Cup, and my new favorite player for eliminating Tom Brady from the playoffs at 8,800. Don't get me wrong. Big fan of him. There's other good receivers, too, still in the playoffs. But how can I not like him after he eliminated Tom Brady? So he's going to my lineup just on that, 8,800. Next, wide receiver T. Higgins, who I think could get a lot of work should the Bengals fall behind early in this game at 5,700. A good value. Uh, next, I'm going with a wide receiver that's had a little bit of a small breakout for the Chiefs, Brian Pringle at 4,300. He's been playing solidly for them. Uh, 
not their number one wide receiver, not even the number two, but he's had a pretty good playoffs for DFS. So I'm going with Brian, Brian Pringle at a value of 4,300. Next, Travis Kelsey at 6,500 because he's the big boy. He's the best tight end still in the playoffs currently. So Travis Kelsey, 6,500. Next, I'm going with another Chief because I think they're going to absolutely murder the Bengals this weekend, even after them beating them during the regular season. The Chiefs are playing at a whole other level now. I don't expect the Bengals to hang with them this weekend, so I'm going with McCole Hartman at 4000 keeping a decent value there. And because I've got no money left, um, I'm going to have zero points with the Bengals' defense at 2600 <laughs> Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh it's- you said the Chiefs are going to destroy the Bengals, and it's like I probably that. that's where I really wanted the Bills to win. If the Giants don't go to the Super Bowl, I really like it if someone who hasn't been in a while went. Mm-hmm. Like I like seeing some discrepancy sometimes, you know. So if the Bills went, we had Bills and Bengals. One of them was going to go to the Super Bowl after neither one has been since at least '94. Like. I was really hoping, but yeah, it would have been pretty cool. But don't get me yeah. wrong; I'm not at that point where I hate Patrick Mahomes. And he's only won one Super Bowl, and he's fun to watch. Yeah, if this happens four more times, I might get to that point. But we're not there yet. I don't I mean, know if he's, he's still he's fun. He's not to watch. nearly as annoying as his family. So, <laughs> <laughs> calling you out, Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> he's he's an interesting soul. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. Do you have a DFS lineup for tonight? No, I haven't made one yet. Um, I would say we have a comment for the Hackling Fan of tonight, but it's just a bot, so we're going to skip over that. Oh, no way, bot. Oh, no. Stupid bot. A clown, just like these rankings. Are you ready to get into the PFF lineup? Hell yeah. And for that, we have a nice new drop. Bring us into bring us into the new segment, Adam Gase. So, this is a new segment that we're going to say clown take or my mistake. So, went, tonight's cl- – you like it? I went Adam Gase. Yeah, you're doing – no, you have to pull it over your eyes. It's not oh, – I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. Now you're more like Adam Gase. I like it. This okay, is so, so old. It's very crooked. So, this is a new segment that we're going to do on the show when uh, we have a potential take that we don't like and we want to critique it. And, obviously, if we are wrong about this take, the heckling fandom will call us out on it. At least Christian will call us out on that. So tonight we're going over PFF's early 2022 fantasy football rankings, which I found very interesting. And Ryan, can you give us a laydown of the early 2022 fantasy rankings, maybe up to spot 30? You want me to read all the names up to spot 30? Yeah, like an auctioneer. All right. <clears throat> well, first I'll say if you're not on our YouTube, go over there and you can watch along with us. We've got the rankings right up on our screen. Uh, over at www.garbagetimeff.com. Make sure you subscribe and like this video. All right, here we go, auctioneer style. We'll start with like one. podcast reviews, too. Anyways, all right, so we're going to – I'm just going to break through 1 through 30, huh? Go. All right, so Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Austin Eckler, D- Derek Henry, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Delvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Devontae Adams, Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, Debo Samuel. Cam Akers, Javante Williams, Joe Mixon, Travis Kelsey, Michael Carter, Stephon Diggs, Tyree Kill, Mark Andrews, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, George Kittle, Leonard Fournette, Elijah Mitchell, DeAndre Swift, Josh Jacobson, Zeke Elliott, Aaron Jones, and Darren Waller at number 30. Okay. Do you have any initial thoughts about these rankings, and did you look any farther down it when you got some time? Um, my Just reading them off like that, <laughs> my first one was Michael Carter at running back 12. Uh, I understand that the, you know, the work could be there. Um, he very well could finish in the top 12, mm-hmm. but to have him ranked there over guys that I believe should be there, like Elijah Mitchell should be ranked above him. Elijah Mitchell is ranked way too low in not yeah. just – PFF formats, I think, in a lot of rankings, he is highly underrated. You got to remember, they drafted him very late, and they're favoring him over everyone on the roster currently. Yeah. Obviously, that coaching staff likes him. And not only that, most of those running backs on that roster are going to be free agents next year. It's going to be the two guys they drafted this year, and he is by far the favorite. Yeah. Like they have him above Nick Chubb, who's at running back 20. 
I know that's out of the top 30, but like that's ridiculous. What's your thoughts about Najee Harris being above Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry? Uh, I thought those two were too low. I understand that Harris has very high potential, but they don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be next year. And if they go in what they currently have right now, I believe the box is going to be stacked against them and it's just not going to end well for him. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think he's definitely too high at number two. He'll still break into the top 12 just because of volume alone. Um, It's not like people were super scared of Big Ben this year. So if they can bring in any type of competent quarterback, Mm -hmm. and obviously if he gets the right quarterback, then yes, running back two is definitely in his range of uh, opportunity that he could get to. I just – I don't see it currently at this moment. And I just don't understand how you have Joe Mixon ranked at 15 and Michael Carter's even in the realm near a Joe Mixon. He's in a prolific offense. I understand there's a lot of weapons there for the Bengals, but Michael Carter has not nearly proven himself yet. I think the Jets are going to get some more weapons, but I think they're going to have more of a running back by committee even next year. They may bring in another running back, whether it be bringing back the veteran that they currently had this year or drafting another one. I don't see Michael Carter getting all the work there. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100% with that. Um, Something else that I made out about this list, too, is I think Cooper Cup should be ranked above Justin Jefferson. Listen, he and Justin Jefferson are unbelievable talents. Justin Jefferson is very young. But that Rams offense is just on a whole other level, I think, compared to that. Justin Jefferson is the workhorse wide receiver of his offense. But for some reason, something tells me that Cooper Cup's just going to continue to do this next year. He's just Mr. Do-It-All, and I don't think there's any reason why Justin Jefferson should be ranked above Cooper Cup. Yeah, honestly, they're one and two for me. Like, it, I, I don't think it's – it'll be a matter of a few yards and a couple touchdowns at the end of it all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do, you not, still, do you still rank Devontae Adams in this group of wide receivers too? He's actually below them on this list. Uh, I don't just because I got to see what happens depending on where he goes. If he stays, if Aaron Rodgers is there, like there's a lot of factors that currently would have him lower on my list. Obviously it's not going to drop him out of the top 12 because he is Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. but as of right now, I'm okay with him being three. I would probably even rank him a little bit lower. I think I would have Debo ahead of him right now. Above Devontae Adams? Yeah. Just because of the uncertainty. You know what I mean? Of the quarterback situation? Yeah. It's kind of interesting because I think he's almost quarterback proof. Um, he's insanely talented. He is just a possession hog, and I think he's one of those guys that – Honestly, it's not going to matter who would play with him. I think he would be highly productive in this offense or any other offense. I agree, but if he stays with Green Bay and Jordan Love is the quarterback, I'd rather have Debo Samuel with his rushing ability, Mm -hmm. him being the focal point of an offense that doesn't really matter who's the quarterback because of the scheme over 170 targets from – Jordan Love. I really love that you actually said all that. Um, I was playing devil, devil's advocate to see really what you thought about that too. Because I honestly think that Debo has an argument to be top three wide receiver in this league right now, maybe even pushing for two around I mean, Justin Jefferson for the a bit for the reason that you just stated there. He's also a running back on that. Yeah. Team. They use him in all facets. I was listening to another podcast and they said if the fantasy football sites there uh, sleeper, ESPN, Yahoo, all of them. If they designated Debo with the running back wide receiver tag, mm-hmm. they were saying that they would they would take Tebow in like the top five or Tebow. Oh my God, Debo in the top five picks. I wouldn't take Tebow either. No, not Tebow. I I would I can't say I wouldn't take Debo in the top five picks if he had the running back designation. May I be a little bit guarded before we come up with our way too fucking early rankings here? Yeah. 
But could I say I would not be surprised if one of the four of us actually had four wide receivers listed in our top ten at the end of this? And this is after most of us ranked our top ten players with only one wide receiver last year. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you see that happening? Are we just talking like top ten overall? Yes. I could definitely see three wide receivers. Here's the thing. I know last year, uh, this is another thing I was thinking about quite a bit. Last year, me and you in particular, we were like, get your running backs. First three rounds, get your running back, running back, running back. You need them. They get injured a lot, yada, 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 which we were kind of right on. But like the wide receivers right now have been so explosive. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, obviously Devontae Adams, depending on where he goes. Um, Jamar Chase. Like, these guys are phenomenal wide receivers that could put up monster points at every given week. Like, and just, and just going to the PFF rankings, too, what players do they put around him on this list? Put around whom? Debo. Antonio Gibson. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Cam Akers, Javante Williams. Like, looking at this list, I could tell you right now, Jonathan Taylor would definitely be in my 101. Derrick Henry would probably be my 102. And then it might be, like, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Like, if I have the number three pick, I might end up taking a wide receiver there. You got you Delvin. You brought up another – Go ahead and finish your point. Bruce. You got Dalvin Cook who misses games consistently, right? I believe PFF, not looking at this directly, but they have him ranked, I think, at seven. Yep. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, same thing. Like, yeah, I know it's not likely that he misses a third complete season, but do you want to take sure that risk again? Too? Right, that's I what I, I mean. Would. Austin Eckler, do they bring someone else in? Like... I don't he believe was, so. I, I think Austin Eckler falls into that top three. He had spot. a lot of touchdowns, and touchdowns generally – running backs generally don't get 20 touchdowns. So, like, that number alone is going to come down. Or would you rather have Justin Jefferson, who is the focal point of his offense and can get you 40, 50 points any given week? Cooper Cup, same thing. Jamar Chase, uh Devontae Adams, depending on where he goes. Like, there's a more chance that I would take a wide receiver in picks three through six than any year that I can remember before this. You really hit on a point, too, which really pissed me off when I read these rankings. How the hell do they have Antonio Gibson ranked at number 11 in that offense, which is very spotty? RB8. Ridiculous. He wasn't even starting for his team at one point. We were concerned that he wasn't going to come off the bench until they realized, oh, oh, he's actually the most talented running back that we have on our team. Not only that, you have questions at the quarterback position. You don't know who the starter is going to be. They've got one wide receiver, and they've got to fill up the roster. So how the hell do you have him even ranked higher than Timo Samuel? It didn't make any logical sense for me. You don't even really know if he's going to be the starting running back on that team last year. They seemed like they wanted to run a committee at one point. I, I think he'll be the starter, and I think if uh, – But is he better than Debo? No, I wouldn't take him over Debo, and I don't think I'd have him as my RB8. And you got to remember, I was all in on Gibson going into last year. Where would like, you drop him on this list now? I mean, he's definitely not 11, I don't think. Well, if I was going just straight running back, well, I would drop him I mean, how do you have Joe Mixon at 15 and he's at 11? Yeah, I would definitely have Joe Mixon above him. I mean, God, he'd probably he's probably gonna end up falling about RB fifteen when all is said and done. And I think he will be a very decent RB two next year. Hell, is Javante? We'll, we'll stick to the running back position based on this list too. Is Javante Williams even proven enough to be fourteen on this list too? I, I understand you're if, projecting, but he was if in Melvin at committee. Yeah, year. if Melvin he's Gordon is gone. RB10 is too low for Javante Williams if Melvin Gordon is gone. If he's not gone, 14 is too high for him, though. 
Well, you look yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to <laughs> wrap my head around what you said. I'm getting tired. Uh yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Like it is too high for him if Melvin Gordon stays there. I don't know. I just I'm looking at these rankings. It just feels like these are just thrown together. So this goes back to the title of this episode. Do these rankings suck? And I say yes. I feel like they took no time throwing this shit together. Well, Michael and I Carter keep looking. 17 pisses me off. I keep looking around to see if this is like dynasty, but it doesn't say anywhere for dynasty. No, so just like for general fantasy football, I think. Yeah, and I just. And I if you go farther down the list, they've got Josh Jacobs listed in front of Zeke Elliott. Which is well, a much more prolific offense. So I'm I, very, I don't think that's right either. I'm very down on Zeke Elliott. Explain. I think he loses more and more touches to Tony Pollard. Okay. Um, he hasn't looked as explosive. He still gets you those grind them out yards, but Tony Pollard comes in a lot more on third downs. He's more the passing guy. I just don't think Ezekiel Elliott is going to be that. Sure fire. Like he didn't get a thousand yards this year until the last game. Right. Like that's not someone you want from, I think RB 17 in that area. I think that's perfect for Zeke Elliott. Now, is he ranked? Should he be ranked lower than Josh Jacobs though? I don't know. <laughs> jo- I think, I think they're in the same area for me. Solid RB twos. Uh, I would take Zeke over Jacobs any day. Um, another running back that really pissed me off was, and you didn't even get to read this. His name wasn't even in the top 30. Was well, Saquon you want me to? Barkley, Saquon Barkley all the way down to 56. So do the math. Wait, you want me to read 30 through 60? Go ahead. All right. So starting with 31, James Conner, Deontay Johnson, Nick Chubb, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddell, CeeDee Lamb, Kelvin Ridley, Chris Godwin, T. Higgins, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, Marquise Hollywood Brown, Michael Thomas, Josh Allen, Tyler Lockett, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Hunter Renfro, Saquon Barkley, Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, Chris Carson, A.J. Dillon, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and Amon Rossi Brown. All right, before I get into my rant, is there anything that you took out of it that you didn't like? Immediately? Because um, I think you know where, I think I know where you're going with this because I'm going to say the same name. Well, I don't know. You're probably going to say, I heard you start saying Saquon Barkley at running back 22. I think that's a little bit low, but I also understand why they put him there. So you're telling me you would not draft Saquon Barkley until the fifth round in a regular 12-team format based on that math? Saquon Barkley not going to the fifth round. Well, two years off his ACL injury with new coaching staff coming in, probably a better offensive line after this year. Well, you got to remember, yeah, he's they've got him at 51 overall. But I this mean, this is on future projections, though. This isn't based right, on right, right, what right, we right. think is going to happen. No, no, no. I know. But like, are you really going to take the tight end four over uh, your running back, a running back? No. Then why isn't the running back listed above it? Because this is end of the year rankings. So yeah, the tight end for Darren Waller might finish with more fantasy points than Saquon Barkley. The thing is, is this isn't end of the year rankings. This is 2022 projections. Right. What they think they're going to be at the end of 2022. I think. Right. So So, Saquon's just going to keep falling farther down the ladder. I don't believe that. No. To a point where you're not taking them until the fifth round. No, no, no. You're not. You're not listening to me. So you're in the third round, right? Yep. So they've got Darren Waller at number thirty. So that would essentially be third round. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to take a tight your the fourth tight end off the board before you take a wide receiver like Ceedee Lamb? Would you take Ceedee Lamb or Darren Waller? Probably Ceedee Lamb. Okay. Jalen Waddle or Dylan Waller? Waddle. DeAndre Hopkins or Darren Waller? Hopkins. Keenan Allen or Darren Waller? Waller. Yeah, see, they've got all of these people listed below Darren Waller. But 
it's you got to look at the position now that that is just an oddity right there because i would still take Saquon barkley next year in the second round that's that that is insane to me i'd have that to makes be like, no sense he, he personally burnt me this year so i might be a little bit later in the second round mm-hmm. but and, and if we're gonna do that and base it on rankings on at least in playing why is michael thomas still up at 46 he hasn't played in two years Solidly in two years. He's Why is he in 46? Wasn't it two years ago that he broke the record? No, I believe. Wasn't he out the previous year, if I'm not wrong? Oh, yeah, because he tried playing yes. Drew Brees in his last season. Yep. Yeah, and no, I actually. This entire season. I don't like that ranking of him at wide receiver 21. No, um, he needs to be much lower on that list. Calvin he, Ridley being at wide receiver 14. Like, I understand why. But we don't even know if he's going to be with the Falcons. We don't know if he's going to be playing football. Like you gotta, you gotta drop him until you know. <laughs> oh my they're, god! They're, they're putting him in the ballpark of DK Metcalf at forty-six. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no. It's... I absolutely, I absolutely hate these rankings. I, when I, I legit was getting fuming when I was reading them. Like, did they just like put this in a lottery ticket hall and just? See, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to look at, like, the positional rankings here a little bit more when I'm looking at them, but there's still even more. See, you're you're giving them more of the benefit of the doubt when I was just shitting on it. I I, I looked through this, and I'm like, there's so many discrepancies. I I don't even see the concept behind this. I don't recommend using lists like this when I'm drafting anyways because it's you got to be more picky about what positions you're drafting. Mm-hmm. So, like, it makes it hard because you're not going to draft, you know, you want to use more of a tier-based drafting system. Okay, why were your eyes bugging out a minute ago? You looked like you were looking at something that just did not stand out to you right either. Um, The fact that A.J. Dillon is running back 24, I think he crushes that next year. I think he finishes more top 15. Um, There was another one that really – just grinded your gears. Yeah, I didn't. Like, oh, it was in JJ like this because it's ridiculous. David Montgomery. David Montgomery at running back twenty five. Like, stop it. No, just, and he was really excited to come on this episode, and just couldn't because of technical issues, and he was yeah. ready to toast this list just based on that alone. I don't know if you're looking at what I'm pointing at here. J.K. Dobbins of the Ravens at running back thirty four. He's going to crush that. But keep, please keep rating him, ranking him that low because I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, if he's going that low, I would definitely pick him. But that injury does concern me, so I don't so much have a concern. I'm not concerned about. Right I'm not really concerned about that injury because it was an ACL and it happened in what July, August training camp. Yeah, so he's had and more. Came from his quick too, and that was an Achilles. This is just an ACL. Yep. So I am I am I hope people fade him because of his injury. I will have so much shares of JK Dobbins if people fade him from his injury. Okay, so what is the verdict on this list, Ron? Mm-hmm. Is this a palpable list that you can actually take something out of, or is this just trash? I think if you are looking at this list in order and you're looking at it like just oh look at these are their rankings. And if you were to use this, say this was right before the draft and you were to use something like this for the draft, you probably won't be super happy with your team. <laughs> I would because, agree with that. I, I mean, mean you, I think up top you'll probably get some really good value because it's hard. All these guys Harrison really, too. Yeah. Like, I don't they would have to bring in Aaron Rodgers for me to want to take him that high. It, it, you bring yeah. in a rookie, you bring in <laughs> hell, you keep what you have right now, and Roethlisberger isn't there. There's no reason he's top two. They're just going to stack the box against him. I understand he's going to get a lot of work, but and I'm under, I'm sure this. I'm sure these rankings will change a lot throughout the off season with new information and everything. So. But I hope this is what they're just attempting to do is create some controversy so people talk yeah. about this list. 
this is this is the time where you definitely want to do tier based rankings, even if you have to make your own tiers. Um, you know, like Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry. You know, those guys are kind of in a tier by themselves, and then you go, you know, to the next tier down, and you just do that with all of the things, and just take the almost like take the best player available type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These lists are hard to use, and I don't recommend them to anybody. And putting DK Metcalf at 44 in any ranking is just straight up disrespectful. Wide receiver 19. Jeez. Behind DJ Moore. Yeah. Maybe if DJ Moore actually gets a quarterback. Which he has none on his roster currently. Right. Oh, he's got Sam Darnold. I just can't look at this shit anymore. Are you ready to get out of here, Ron? Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go to bed. Okay. Where can you find this show? (laughs) Oh, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iTunes Radio, iHeartRadio. Holy shit, he said it right. Ooh, I almost messed it up. Tune in uh, Radio, right here on YouTube at WW or at Garbage Time FF. Go to our website at www.garbagetimeff.com. You can find us on Twitter at wait at Garbage Time FF. Or is it the is that the one with the underscore? You took Twitter my Twitter has the underscore. Okay, so garbage underscore time ff. Here, I'll give you a cheat list. There's your banner. I, I normally read that, and you took it off on me already. <laughs> I think I got them all though. Now, now Instagram at garbage time fantasy football. My personal Twitter is at hssi fantasy. You can get Joe on Instagram at one fake honey badger. Uh yeah, I'm going to bed. And guys, if you want to leave or shit on this list or tell us how stupid we are about this PFF list, feel free to leave comments on the YouTube under it too. We will be more than happy to comment on it back. And if we are wrong, we will apologize on the show because we are hold ourselves to accountability here. Um, and or JJ, we'll just stick our feet in and just not apologize. Probably not. JJ, I'm expecting that apology I sent to you last week. So hopefully when you're on the next episode, you'll uh, give it to us. And I think yeah, with that, Ron, we're, uh, we're ready to get out of here, right? Hell yeah. Later, everybody. Good night, Heckling. Make sure you like and subscribe.